morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Black Furnace with the return of the one and only. I'm talking about me, by the way. <coughs> Definitely. Just in case people were wondering what's going on. Yeah, I'm back after like, has it been three weeks? It's not been long enough. It feels like a million years. It felt like we just blinked. See, honesty. I came and the sun came out. Because where I come, the heat comes. I bring the heat with me. The fire <sighs> of the furnace is back. And so is Peter and Moses. There. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good that you took that one. Hey! <laughs> Cussed you out for no reason. Hi, uh, guys. Welcome back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Welcome me back. <laughs> <laughs> so much gas. The past minute has been him gassing himself up. Um, yeah. Let's just hope it's not flammable. Because I come with that fire too. It might, it might just be a whole situation. All right. But we will pray. All right. All right. Um, yeah. Who's in the hot seat this week? You. Indeed. Because we've done a, we've we done did a couple a, of yeah. one-to-ones. Mm. Cool. All right. Do you want to go first or shall I? Um, I'll go first. Jeez. Okay. I'll go first. So. Ooh. Um, as a Christian, as a Christian man, who aims to at some point lead a household, hey. which hopefully includes children. Mm-hmm. How do you navigate handing over your faith to your children? Do you think that it is right for a parent to impose their faith on their children, including your understanding of, of the faith in terms of do's and don'ts, um, rights and wrongs? Or do you think that you should allow your child to be free, to spread their wings, and to do whatever they want to do? Oh. Firstly, no. <laughs> <laughs> Definitive. Because, fam, there's too much wildness in this world. That is true. You know, I've actually been thinking, like, whilst it, it, it would be nice for like my children to go to private school and stuff, mm. that's where all the crazy stuff happens. That's, that, that's where all they, they start doing the cocaine and all of that. Mm. Um, no, I think as as Christian parents, we have a responsibility to to show God and like present Him to our children um, for the time that they are in in our household, and um, as 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 the parents, we have final say, um, and the children just need to. Pattern up. Yeah, basically. Um, they may not always understand, mm-hmm. but um, sometimes you don't have to understand. Like, Rah. like no, no, because... It's true, it's true. Yeah, it's true. sometimes a kid will, will try to put um, their finger in a plug and you say no, and then they'll think that you hate them. <laughs> <laughs> you never let me do what I want. Yeah. But I think um, it's not so much about imposing my will on them, mm-hmm. but just using my time with them in the house to show them as much of God as possible mm. because at the end of the day once they leave the house or like like even when they leave the house like whilst they're still here like when they go to school mm. and stuff there'll be so many other opinions yeah so the best I can do is to present and the uh, to, to present God for them um, in such a way that when it comes to them making decisions for themselves mm. it will seem like the best one out of all the other ones mm. And mm. like, and, and also, there there'll only be so much I can do, um, in 
and w- what I mean by that is um, God will eventually reveal himself to the child. Hopefully. Outside. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Otherwise, we've got some services for you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, so do my best to present um, a good case as to why God is the way. Mm. Um, pray that God will reveal himself to mm. them. And then allow them to make choices for themselves. Okay. Okay. I like that. You pretty much answered the question that I would have followed it up with um, in your answer, which was like, how would you go about doing it in a way that doesn't necessarily violate their um, ability to make choices and stuff like that? And Mm. you you very much answered from a perspective of like, it was almost exposing them to your faith and exposing them to the way that you, you think to hopefully leave an impression on them that entices them to want to go to God. Whilst praying at the same time that God reveals Himself yeah. to, to them, and I think it's also important not to restrict it just to your faith. Hmm. So have like a community of other Christians, so 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 they can see what Christianity looks like outside of just the household. Hmm. Um, obviously, keep 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 them away from 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 like crazy Christians. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they have them tailor make who they, they surround themselves with. So curate, curate, curate. But then, but but like even if there are like one or two crazy ones, then. That's when you can get... Use him as a case study. Yeah. That's when you can get your, like, apologetics on. To, Don't to, be like auntie. <laughs> and then you could explain explain maybe why you wouldn't agree with how they're doing it. Mm. Or, 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 like, agree with, like, saying what they're saying. Mm. Um, instead of just saying, no, don't go and, and, and hang out with so-and-so person. Like, you have to help them understand why mm. it is. And again, it's just allowing... Give, giving them as much information so that they can go on to draw on their own conclusions. Mm. So that it's not their parents' faith that, mm-hmm. that they're trying to use to, to go through life. Yeah. But they're using that as a springboard to um, cultivate their own faith. I like okay. that. I yeah. like that. Mm. All right. So. I'm worried. Oh, no, no. It's just, <coughs> so we recognize that a lot of stories, um, a lot of mythology mm. tends to have some inkling of truth, whether it be an embellishment of something that actually happened or a metaphor for something that happened. Yep. We are not we, but you know there is a there's an argument, uh, or a theory that the Christian mythology uh, of origin, the origin of the species, being through um, eating birth. well, no, eating through eating a fruit okay. of knowledge and good, of good and evil. Someone has theorized that that could be what happened when whichever ape ancestor we had took a, psycholi- a psychedelic drug so like a mushroom <laughs> or something that changed the way that their brains work and allowed for them to evolve into what we now consider humanity what's your response to this from a scientific point of view from a scientific point of view as a Christian um, I would first ask like what is this fruit that they ate okay um well, they say that a psycho- psychedelic drug. So you can have like psychedelic mushrooms and stuff like that occurring in nature or wild, like in the wild. And um, and then uh, and then them eating that just unlocked a whole level of well, yeah, consciousness. Yeah. So this is this is a story from people who do psychedelic drugs like acid or um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like acid or or even weed, and and who claim to be given access to something beyond to to be able to remove themselves from themselves and have a different level of clarity when thinking about stuff and thus you know such people have come up with this theory that it would make sense for 
if an ape were to do it, a particular ape to do it, and then to then evolve into what we've become now. Well, I find it interesting that mm. most of the people who be using these drugs mm. to access this this this, this like next level, mm. like if you actually look at, look at their lives, <laughs> what it is? <laughs> well, look at their lives. Yeah, like like you you think if they've got access to this like next higher level, mm. then obviously that would cascade and, and like have some kind of tangible superior. Su- it's almost like they should have had like the X gene activated in them, sort of thing. Okay. So, uh, as in, Peter's not following me. Well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. You're I'm, trying. I want, I want to let him build his, build his point, and maybe I'll see the bigger picture. I just think that because if you're asking their lifestyles and what they're doing now, they are relatively successful philosophers and you know business guys and entrepreneurs and people who are doing things or have achieved a level of success that makes you want to hear what they're saying even if you don't agree but then surely that level of success should supersede people that don't do it if if if, if you're unlocked a next level okay yeah all right that's how how how, i hear how i would rationalize it Mm. um as to whether an ape ate a psychedelic thing and it unlocked um and so the whole metaphor of the fruit of the tree of knowledge and the good. Yeah, well, I, I guess that in my head, it, it, then that should be something that is reproducible. Okay. Um, and if such fruits existed, where are they now? Obviously, life happens and stuff, stuff gets destroyed. Mm. Um, but. I want to know like how much understanding these people actually have of like the, the, the human brain and what the effects of these drugs like have from like a, a, a scientific level, mm-hmm. as opposed to like an this is how this is what I experienced mm. and like and like I ate this drug and I saw Jesus and he was playing guitar. Mm. <laughs> mm. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so you I feel would... like if you're gonna go down a scientific route, you need mm. to have scientific a basis to. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you're, you're placing the burden of proof on them to convince you as opposed to disputing. Yeah. Okay. You you came with the thesis, so okay. it's just stand up to scrutiny, if not. Fair enough. It, do, it doesn't even make, it doesn't even add up. Why not? Because it's like, if, so are, if, are they claiming that evolution from us, quote unquote, going from apes to human mm. was triggered by them eating or ingesting to some degree something that induced a state of heightened awareness in essence yeah but even scientifically that doesn't really add up because natural if if, if we're just taking natural selection Mm. and we're taking how um animals evolve due to environmental conditions Mm. like yes diet is a factor but they also evolve in relations to to that environment to better adapt to that environment mm-hmm. not primarily due to what they're eating it's a it's a combination of factors that actually go together to, so you can't necessarily say that a parrot went to egypt and ate a date and so it evolved into a, a different thing why not because evolution happens over like millions of years why couldn't that be millions of years of 
this particular but it wouldn't it wouldn't just species of ape. it wouldn't just be down to them just eating that fruit but it would be down to the environmental conditions as well okay. and surely like, that would mean like if, if they're eating that fruit then that predators that ate them should have then developed that as well because of but that's the whole argument of natural selection it's not everyone that's going to eat the fruit that will have the same effect this particular species of but ape. anyone who preys on that on that animal yeah. should get some sort of a side effect from that no, no, that's um, that's the um, it's accumulation. Yeah, but no, not necessarily. If if this biological effect is taking a place just because of some characteristic of this ape, it doesn't necessarily mean that eating it will transfer that to whoever eats it. No, but it should have some effect on them. My my argument is that it's like I wouldn't attribute it just to what they were eating. Okay. It might have been a combination of things, but you can't just say, oh, there's, there's a reference to a fruit in Genesis, so we're making a direct correlation to this, and this is what might have triggered this. I wouldn't just make a one-to-one correlation like that. Okay. If it was a combination of, like, they needed to advance their, their ability to interact with the environment to be able to survive, and them quote-unquote eating this gave them heightened rational abilities to be able to think of i'm like cool the need to um evolve to be able to live com- combined with this giving them that ability but even that instinctively i just want to dismiss it mm-hmm. um insti- it, yeah but like as far as i know there's no 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 not not anything you can take that will, will that has like a permanent positive positive effect like that on you but if it no. becomes part of their diet where they're mm. continually ingesting it because i have heard an argument um linking um smoking weed with burning the incense in the in the tabernacle mm. <laughs> i have heard an argument making a correlation there just saying mm. um just the high priests went into the in a chamber where the incense was being burned and they had these supernatural experiences. Mm. I'm smoking weed and I'm having these supernatural experiences. Mm. This is just my incense. Mm. So High Priest was a double entendre. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're high. <laughs> yeah. So I've, I've, heard, I've heard some of these arguments and this argument I heard from a Christian book. He made the argument. Mm. Um, mm. In trying to almost redeem something of the Rastafarian... Um, religion he made this argument um and i found it interesting but i think that within the old testament there were spe- there were specifications as, as to what, what yeah what can yeah. be what what can be burnt and so yeah. we'd then have to look at the properties of yeah. those things to see if it induced a similar reaction yeah. to, to, marijuana. to marijuana yeah. um which i don't believe it does no and that's just uneducated opinion yeah. i don't believe I mean, it we does. could try burning some and see what happens <laughs> We, well, I, I'm I'm sure we can find the recipe for yeah. the incense that they were using in yeah. the temple, but I'm sure I'm sure that exists. Someone's done that, mm. and if it correlated to weed, I'm sure someone would have. It, it would it would be knowledge by now yeah. because I'm sure that recipe exists somewhere. <laughs> it would be knowledge by now. Like we all know. know about it. Now. We'd know. Yeah. Um, Anything okay. you want to add, Peter? Sorry. Anything you want to add? Well, no. So the the reason I get what you're saying. But I think the problem is, like, with the with the argument being made, if you, if you, our tendency is to outright dismiss. I don't agree with this. I think it's stupid. I think it's rubbish. <laughs> but so you're outright dismissing it. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I am outright dismissing it. <laughs> but he, I am but he outright, did. He but, did say our tendencies are outright yeah, dismissive. Yeah. Sorry. But the thing is, if you're going to debate someone on this, I, I hesitate to. I hesitate to dismiss the person debating it in this fashion because um, in saying that, I don't agree with it. I'm saying that to say where I stand. Mm-hmm. And the reason I, I say that, there's a long, we can go into a long discussion on it. However, the thing that it points out to me is what Paul says about the gospel in, in essence, that is foolishness. Mm-hmm. And so I am always, mm-hmm. always ready to, I'm always ready to appreciate that what we say we believe is just as ridiculous yep. if you don't know who God is. But once you do know who God is, it makes sense. And when I come at, when I come at it from that point of view, my conversation with this person, I haven't debated anyone on it, I've just heard the debate being made, um, the argument being made, is, is, it's, it's tempered with that. It's tempered with an understanding that, okay, what I believe looks like stupidness to you, what you believe, I know is stupidness, <laughs> but the way I approach it is, is different, if that makes sense, mm. simply because I have that empathy for your foolishness. If that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, we're going to find on judgment day, so... <laughs> you know. Do you know what? That, that statement right there has, like, knocked a few things just into, into perspective for me, where it was almost like, because I've been doing a lot of the studies and everything like that, I've been coming across people who are like learn it they've spent time learning and they spent time studying and so they're trying to make um sense out of what has mm. been self-classified mm. as foolishness mm. Mm. um and that almost it doesn't necessarily allow us the opportunity to abandon all reasoning mm. and abandon all searching of the scriptures and stuff mm. but it affords us the luxury of not taking ourselves too seriously yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Taking the word yeah. seriously, but not ourselves too seriously. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and I find that very helpful. Yeah. So that that's that's my thing. Is yeah, okay. It sounds nice. It sounds nice. But you know that that point you made about it being reprodu- uh, reproducible. That's one of the tenets of scientific. The scientific pr- principle yeah. is you need to be able to reproduce it. And a lot of these theories, even down to the Big Bang, you can't really reproduce mm. it. They they're trying with the Hadron Collider. Only God knows what they'll find when they smash two together. But that's not actually what occurred at the beginning. At the beginning, they said there was nothing, and then they exploded. Which, you know, they can't. They can't. Um, doesn't even follow the rules of, the, of, of physics itself. <laughs> yeah. However, the reason I believe it is because it follows Genesis in that there was nothing, and God said that there be light. So out of nowhere, there was an explosion of sound and light, which is what they suggest. So I think they're observing the right thing, but, but they're it's not going to stop. Well, their explanation of it wants to deny yeah. God, and that's the only reason why it can exist, if that makes sense. Mm. So, a lot of these things, like, I'm starting to approach with, with just with that compassion that, look, like, yeah. you, you think what I believe is foolishness, that's fine. I know what you think is foolishness, but we can have a different kind of conversation because of that realisation. But on the plus side, though, yeah, if this um, theory takes more and more root, well, I say on the plus side, very loosely. <laughs> um, they might actually make weed more legal. Because arg- <laughs> arguably, we're advancing the human race by smoking <laughs> weed. <laughs> hey. but it wasn't just weed, actually. Because they were, they were making specific reference to things like acid. Because I think acid is naturally produced in our bodies. But when they take it externally, 
it you take it in an excess amount that allows them to go into these as, as in like trips. hydrochloric acid no no no, <laughs> no not hydrochloric <laughs> no because my thing is the acid i'm thinking about in terms of drug acid just hcl that's all you know is is not the, like the drug acid yeah it's produced in in the lab no 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 well i, I think they produce in the lab but the the substance that they use mm-hmm. is produced naturally I can't remember what it's called. Is D is DHT? That's what Google's for. Yeah. I can't bother. Yeah. But no, it's the the I'll I'll find it and let you know. I'll, I won't put it in the show notes. But no, it's it's a substance that's produced naturally by the body. Like and they I'm, take I'm, I wanna Google it, yeah. But I don't wanna have one random search in my Google history where it's acid made off. <laughs> that's what incognito mode is for. Get one of them done. Trust me. Anyway. Anyway, let's move on that's to That's sorry, that's sorry. Thank you guys. Um so, um, I had a listener approach me about one of our past episodes. Okay. <laughs> Should I be worried? Oh, no, no, no. You guys were on this episode. It was one I did with Angela and Esther. Oh, I'm f- we're fine. And that was like, full of heresy. So that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> a couple years ago. A couple years ago. A couple years. 2017. Dang. I got a hair on my tongue. Anyway. It's not information. <laughs> Bro, how how did you get acid? Nah, it's alright, it's alright. Let's not go into it. Let's <laughs> not go into it. Carry on, <laughs> sir. Anyway, so I was being... Um, no one wants to know what your mouth has been. Oh. Um, hallucinogenic halluc- hallucinogenic yeah. drug made from lysergic acid. Okay. Lysergic, lysergic acid. Yeah. A natural chemical found in a fungus that grows on, ri- on rye called something something. So yeah, okay. it's a it's a fungus. Mm. Well, it's found in a fungus. It's mm. a chemi- natural chemical found in the fungus. But there's there is one that is naturally produced in the human body, and when they take it externally, they take it in excess, and then go on these trips. I will find it. I know I know exactly where to look to find it as well. So I'll find. <laughs> oh, it. do you try it too? Well, no, that's like I know which podcast to listen to. to hey, Peter's got show. the hookups. <laughs> Peter knows a guy. He's got the plug. <laughs> he knows a guy. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, yeah. So um, it was episode where we're talking about porn stars and mm. if, if, if you marry a porn star. Yeah, all right. And then I remember this vaguely. Mm. Yeah. And, oh, do you know? So, no, I remember vaguely. I do. So the listener was like, Peter's character's coming up today. <laughs> <laughs> and so let's talk about drugs, like, porn. Saw there. Guys, can we? Can I? Can I? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Apologies. Thank you. Even gone too long. You don't. You're not relevant. <laughs> <laughs> I stay relevant. Let me go down that road because if I go down the road, we ain't coming back. Can, can you can you please continue? All right, yeah. So then, um, she questioned me because I, apparently I said that I wouldn't marry a porn star, which sounds about right. That's you want to? I wouldn't marry okay. a porn star. Yeah. You said you wouldn't. No, I'm going to marry a porn. <laughs> okay. Why, why do you sound confused? Because it sound, it does it actually sounds something like you would rather say that you want to marry a porn star or someone with porn star abilities. Mm, porn star abilities, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. That sounds who more, was never a porn star. That sounds more like it, yeah. All right, yeah. carry on. Um, and, and yeah, and then she tried to make me feel bad about not wanting to. You should. Huh? You should. Please. Please. <laughs> Have um, you not read, what's his name? Oh, the Hosea. prophet Hosea. Hosea. That's you like Hosea, Hosea. yeah, 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 yeah. He married a porn star, essentially. Yeah, but only because God told him to. Exactly. <laughs> God told me to. That's the only reason why he yeah. did <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, Kara. And she was like, so what if she slept with 50 or 100 people? I said, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even start with the 10. <laughs> we went straight to the 50. 
for a porn star, hundred is might be light work. And then I was like, well, would you marry someone who had a history of um, um, domestic violence in in their past? Okay. Oh, before that, she was like, but, but, but like, what if um, this is, I'm this porn star has now been redeemed through Jesus Christ? I said, that, that's all well and good. <laughs> <laughs> that's good for you. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, I, I, I threw it back to her, okay, so what if there was a person with like domestic violence in, the, in, the, in their past, mm. but then they'd been redeemed by Jesus? Would you feel comfortable marrying that person? Mm. And she, 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 she said no. I was like, well, all right, it's cool. So I wanted to talk about, about today. As Christians, do we really believe in redemption? And Bruh. Like, <laughs> and like, what does that look like? So, like, so, 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 like, you have never done anything as bad as domesticated violence or kill anyone that we know of. That we know of. <laughs> you've probably got a couple of bodies. You've got a sinister grin. <laughs> Let's keep it that way. You've got a sinister grin. Let's keep it that way. Yeah. So, because you haven't done any madness. Mm. Hey, you really need to like put a disclaimer that we know of. <laughs> Why? Yeah. I, I couldn't kill anyone. Yeah, you could. I haven't. But you could. Anyone can. No, 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 no everyone yeah, can. Everyone can. No, everyone can. No, everyone, everyone has can. the ability. Well, everyone can. No. Anyway. Yeah. So you haven't killed anyone that we mm. know of. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah. All, right. All right. Seriousness. So like when you say that you've been redeemed by Jesus, mm. everyone says, cool. Mm. The guy with 50 bodies. Mm. If he says I've been redeemed by Jesus, I'm yeah. like, uh, they'll, 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 they'll still be a bit uncomfortable around him. I was about to say something, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> mm. um, so, 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 so that's like, as Christians, if we believe in the, f- the fully redemptive yeah. yeah. power of Jesus, yeah. should we feel funny about the murderer compared to Jesus? I mean, not Jesus, <laughs> compared to Peter. <laughs> no, the, the, for me, the simple answer is we shouldn't. And I think it portrays our shallow Christianity mm. when we do because we do we do you're, you're completely right if I you know if, if when I was going to get married to Anita she had a lot of bodies on her it would be it, it would feel some way I would feel some way however how many would, would be too much for you I don't know I, I don't have context for that answer to be honest because our numbers when you can count on two fingers <laughs> so oh, that's fine <laughs> and that was on Monday the one didn't side. say one hand he said two fingers <laughs> that was on the one side <laughs> So, so it was fine. No, but the point I'm making is Christ um, Christ demonstrated this with the parable of the guy that owed the king. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what the parable, I can't remember the name of the parable because Christ didn't give his parables names. But, um, you know, the, the guy that owed the king have a much in, 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 in money yeah. and went and the king forgave him. And then he, no, I'm saying this wrong. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. he owed the king a lot. The yeah. king forgave him, but then someone owed him less and he was holding the person to it. And it kind of showed that, um, it, it demonstrates this very thing because we feel we are forgiven less, so we are holier. But the ones forgiven more recognize God or, or they love God more. So yeah. the argument can even be made that the person who has 50 bodies on him when he's redeemed it's probably a better Christian than I am mm. because I don't have 50 bodies on me and I think that I am holier to begin with and then I've been saved so I think if we do define mm, better Christian well in the sense as he recognizes Christ as his savior more than I do yeah. because weight, he was forgiven more the weight of his more. forgiveness yeah. bears more on his shoulders than, than, than us yeah. it's just I, like I was forgiven for telling a white lie or you know 
um, you know, I don't know, stealing yeah. from from the shop. He was forgiven for murder. <laughs> so you know, that that and 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 I think the fact that we do, um, it betrays it betrays our shallowness, yeah. and it's something that should be addressed. Yeah. So, so I actually, to answer your question, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a much more serious mm. thing. I think. Do that you think it's wrong for us to be shallow? I'll let you answer that yourself. Well, no, no, no. In, in terms of, so we talk about murderers. Mm. What about pedophiles? If if if, if, there, if there was a pedophile yeah. who had been redeemed, would you be okay with him being Sunday school teacher? With CCTV cameras, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to, I think mm. I think to to jump in, I think that even using the uh, parable that, that Peter used, um, the the one thing to recognize is that. They they haven't wronged or sinned against us per se, like they have they they've mm. they've got bodies on them, but their transgressions was against God and God has forgiven them, but we're still holding them to, unless like he killed your dad or something like that, where it's like there's that personal investment in or even something then, that is taken from you. Even then, the harder like, the harder thing the the harsh reality yeah. is, <laughs> you should yeah. you kind of yeah should and th- the reality is that. Um, we, we're holding them to our standards as opposed to allowing submitting ourselves to God's standard and submitting them to God's standard as well so it's like if I struggled with one of my partners or my wife having more bodies than me that's because I thought I was doing the right things by keeping my body count down and I'm just like but you were just reckless just so again I'm I'm judging you by my standards mm. I'm not necessarily judging you by biblical. I'm judging you by my standards because mm. I tried to keep my body count down. Mm. You didn't. Mm. So it's like I have kept myself for you and you didn't. Co- re- re- um, return the <laughs> to what extent? <laughs> to what yeah, extent? No, no, yeah. but it's, it's like, true. Yeah, you're completely right. You didn't return the courtesy. Like mm. even when I was running reckless, I still had in mind I was still going to settle down with a good girl. But clearly you haven't been good. Mm. And so there's there's that sense in which it's like, um, so I think, and plus I think that the situation between a paedophile and a wife having been a porn star is different simply because of habits. Paedophilia will be something that you actively engaged in and actively, arguably, because some people argue that it's genetic, blah, blah, blah. I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, some people argue that it's a sexual preference. Yeah. It should be recognized um, as such. And so I don't I, that I don't I don't necessarily agree with, but it's almost like that was something that you actively chose to engage in. Now I know that I know some porn stars. I don't personally know them, but I know some porn stars who are like, no, nah, I want to grow up and be a porn star. Like that's that's what I want to do. And so they get into it. Others fall into it due to mishaps and stuff like that. Trying to get into college. Trying to get through college. Need to pay them bills. That might somehow. be a myth, actually. The whole um, paying my way through college might be a myth. Nowadays, it seems a lot of people see it as a viable option. Yeah, now, 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 more, more so now is seen as a more is seen as more of a viable option. Yeah. But back in the day, it's more so like I'm st- um, like as I, I was young and I had a pimp or whatever, blah blah blah. Someone abused me and mm. this and that, and I kind of fell into it. And then, like, I was on road. I might as well just go become a porn star and get paid or whatever. Um, so the distinction I'm trying to make is when you willingly and actively make a, deci- a conscious decision to do something, not necessarily because you feel you have to, but because you enjoy it and you enjoy that attention, you enjoy this, you enjoy that, that then builds in habits that even though you've been saved, God is still going to have to work on. Mm. 
there's going to be a conscious effort to work on and that's why I wouldn't feel comfortable leaving my children around pedophiles because there was a choice there but then but then God but, but, but then can't God eradicate those habits so, so God can yeah. but I still feel like there will still be an active choice within the person's part to I, follow I, that the, the problem I have with that is to some extent it's the same in that you know there is also an active um choice that needs to be made to stay faithful yeah if you marry a porn star and and like it's almost uh, assuming that when it comes to that choice they're going to choose wrong no no no. what what the assumption is that temptation will tug harder on you because you've been susceptible to it before but that's in both cases as a pedo i I believe that as a pedophile says um you'll be more susceptible to lusting after younger children or whatever or minor children but as a porn star it's not necessarily that you'd be more susceptible to recording porn but well, no to 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 sexual infidelity or, or sexual yeah. freedom and and again I, I, the distinction that i would make not necessarily saying i'd be happy to marry a porn star because i i would i'll be like no nah, i'm not i'm not on it again that's right again because of the my standards and I'm like, I personally do not want to be walking on road with you. And the next man's like, oh, I want you last man night. <laughs> man's got a tape of you. Hey, look, look at this. I'm just like, what? What she told you beforehand? Regardless. Okay. Wait, that, just before we and move that's, off. That's, that's my stand. Before that's we move off pedophilia, I think the reason pedophilia is different is because there are children involved. Mm-hmm. And so there still is wisdom. And, and I, I completely get, the pedophile can be redeemed. However, for the safety of children, I think we can make some different measures in, you know, just, you never, because I think the consequence of the pedophile giving into his lust mm-hmm. is much more significant yes. than, and I, I say will his, kill him. his or her lust, equal opportunity right here. <laughs> um, but then, the, you know, the consequence of your wife going astray mm-hmm. is it's less it's a it's a consensual it's, thing yeah, yeah it's less well, well, yeah well because from a pedophile's perspective you're imposing your th- whatever you want onto that child but from a from a porn star's perspective it, it's a it's like and it's like your wife just cheated on you it, it's a consensual thing from her part and the other person Insti- or you, instinctively you'd rather get hurt than your child well you, instinctively nonsense instinctively i'd rather get hurt than my daughter gets hurt mm-hmm. yeah, that and that's all there is to it so i'd rather allow for the opportunity for my porn star wife to go and cheat on me and then i'll feel heartbroken than for my innocent child to be affected by a redeemed pedophile that's given yeah. into his lust for that reason that said the the truth is christ's redemption is powerful enough to clean and, yeah. and to and to yeah. and to fully redeem yeah but as someone who's redeemed and i know that i do struggle with mm-hmm. the things that i was not with the sins that were there before i was redeemed like and what? some new ones like what like oh. anger <laughs> there you go you guys are gonna try it. you guys are trying it <laughs> Anything else we talk? <laughs> like lying <laughs> Any other questions? You know, what, you know what? Yeah, the pride with which he is answering these questions. Yeah, because he because he knows what we, we want him to say. You know, like, <laughs> nah, but obviously, like porn, for instance, you guys see how scared I am of some of the things that I know could be triggers. Yeah, because it's serious. So, 
Peter, Peter does not play around with <laughs> flee or youthful <laughs> to, you, you, stay fam. away fam. because I can't trust myself in that area however um, because I know that so obviously there's going to be at the back of my mind I know Christ has redeemed you but if this was what you were struggling with and I look at myself and again it's the yeah. same things yeah. it's the standards yeah. I am judging this other redeemed person by my own standards mm-hmm. as a redeemed person I, you know it just wouldn't be yeah. it wouldn't be sensible it yeah. wouldn't it, you, you'd have to for the sake of the children make those extra yeah. I, take I those think extra like measures. I would even I would even go if, if I was leading a church and the next pedophile was to come to me again I'm using the pedophile as an example was to come to me and said I believe that God is calling me to lead a Sunday school I'll be like go pray again <laughs> what if they go and, and then they come back and say yeah wait for God to tell me fam I, I need to pray with you and I need to hear this confirmation and for myself God tells you then I'll be like, no, God, God says it. That's different. yeah. I'll be like, yeah. I'll, plus, uh, and I'll be like, God, how do, how do we put in measures in place? Because yeah, I need yeah. to hold him accountable. Yeah. As a leader, I need to hold yeah. him accountable. And you don't want to offend others, so yeah. be, not because of his faith. I'm going to offend all the other parents in the church. No, we will we will have to put measures yeah. in place. And I'm yeah. sure God would, you know, that yeah. that's what lines up with the Bible. And it's very much like, but then shouldn't, but, but, but then shouldn't those measures you put in place for the Peter Paul be there anyway? Just 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 for no, yeah, it's like safeguarding, it's like, yeah, but. If there's one one Sunday school teacher that cannot take this class alone, that's not. I'm not going to apply that to everyone. Mm. If that makes sense, like, but this yeah. one person that has this history. But technically, it's should, like Sunday school shouldn't be done by one person alone anyway. It shouldn't. Mm. But, but, but if you have smaller groups within Sunday school, then you could have one person just leading a small cluster that might be in a separate room, mm. stuff like that. Whilst they're in the same vicinity, but they're in like separate rooms. Ideally, you should have two per cluster, or whatever. <laughs> and plus, it's like. <laughs> It's like for some people, if you go into a store, every modern supermarket or store now has got a security guard and they've got cameras mm. to some degree. But those who are prone to stealing will have certain measures if they're actually trying to avoid it. So some people have like on their bags, um, watch me closely because like, uh, and for them it's more so from a position of... Um, Wait, what, what do you mean like, watch me closely? So some people on their, on their, so if it's down to a medical condition mm. on their bags, they will have like a, a note saying... Well, like kleptomania. Yeah, stuff. stuff I, don't, I, don't, I don't know the medical condition itself, but some, I've seen people with um, notes on their bags saying like, security guards look at me because um, like I, I tend to steal when I come into shops. Really? Yeah. Huh. And that's the measure that they have taken or has been imposed on them to avoid these situations. So plus, if you see this person stealing, you're not just going to arrest them and treat them as like a common thief because you know that they're prone to something. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, f- I see the wisdom in that. Mm. Now, I know that not everyone is going to subject themselves to that, but I still see the wisdom in that. And I, I recognize as well, that's like if someone has got mental health, when they go into a church, ideally they should be accompanied with someone. It should be accompanied by someone to be able to help someone who knows the condition or have someone in the church that knows their condition and is able to kind of like work with them whatever, regardless of whatever's happening. And I feel the same thing should be in place. Whether the person's a murderer, you know that, all right, cool. This person, when he loses his temper, it gets a bit peak. <laughs> a bit peak. <laughs> it gets a bit peak. Hulk's like, out. we get chucky out here. But it's like, how do we put things into place that allows him to engage fully with this community while still not triggering triggering him. Um, so I think that in as much as there's a generic thing, like you don't want to trigger people in church, but when you, when you know unique and specific situations, you then put extra measures in place for those people. Mm. Well, I was, I was on, just off the back of that, that bag thing. Um, so... Man's got a badge, pedophile. Mud. 
Well, technically they're on the list, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. The they, they get put on the list. They got a badge, I'm on the list. So, 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 would you say that people who have a history of doing paedophile stuff Mm. and you've known about it and you've you you put the measures in place so that nothing happens Mm -hmm. or try you've you've tried to minimize that, Mm. if they do slip up, should they be punished less than someone who's maybe wasn't on the paedophile list who who did something like that? Because like because like you knew beforehand, so like in the same way with that person with the bag, mm. you, you said they wouldn't be as punished as harshly because you knew what they had before they committed the act. Mm. Does that same logic? Should that same logic apply to? I would say it would have to be on a case to case scenario, um, and the severity of what they did. So like if if it was like a violent case, as a father, you're right. Like, yeah, as Peter said, I would happily go to jail and just put you in a body bag. And that's that's me speaking just just as a human being. Like Is that what Peter said? No, no. Peter was like, I, I would rather I would rather, I would rather get the punished than, than my child. My child mm. get hurt. And so but I was like I, I echo what he says, you know, you touch me, you hurt my child. Yeah. I will kill you. I'll put you in a no. body bag. You don't kill them. You find someone to go and kill them. Nah, nah, nah. 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 I'll kill you myself. <laughs> nah, nah. I'll kill you this, myself. This is one of them situations where, and, and, and it is one of them situations where it's like, I would need to do it myself. Why? It's just I would need to do it myself. No, but 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 but, but by, by doing it yourself, you are taking yourself out of your daughter's life, leaving her susceptible to other people. But even even yeah, if I get somebody else to do out it, the person that hurt her. Yeah. Even if I get somebody else to do it, it can still get tracked back to me and then I won't get the satisfaction of knowing, seeing your, your dying breath. No, I'm joking. But, You're not joking. I'm not joking. <laughs> no, the thing, the, it, look, it's it's a natural thing. It's a, nat- it's a natural thing. You, ha- yeah. you have to protect your child. You have to. So. Yeah. I think... Um, when you can't, you avenge it. It'll be, it'll, it'll be on a case-to-case, situa- <laughs> case-to-case basis. So it feels like... Um, and plus, I think at any given moment in time, if someone is struggling with something from a leadership perspective, we need to keep them accountable. Now, whether that's a supervision meeting after every Sunday school session to just sit back and say, how did it go? What Did anything trigger you? Blah, blah, blah. How can we help prevent that? This and that. Let's pray. Let's go, let's move forward after every session to ensure that you're you're following what you need to follow. And so as soon as things are starting to be triggered, we can catch them right there. And then we're, we're coupling you up with somebody else um, who is then able to kind of feedback. So you might say, yeah, everything went well. But this other person is saying, nah, he was looking at the kids a bit too strong. <laughs> <laughs> like, cool. Let's address this. Like, what's going on? Like have measures in place and not necessarily undermining your ability but giving you the freedom to be able to do what you believe God is calling you to do while still safeguarding the children now I don't believe in giving someone the freedom and liberty to do what they believe God is calling them to do at the expense of the body because if it is a body like everyone should be working in conjunction with one another and so we should be working to safeguard the body as as well as allowing you to do what you believe you need to do It's, it's not it's not it's not practical is it it's not I don't see it in the Bible that the person that struggles with weed should then, oh, no, not weed because that's, you know, people are saying that's legal now. But if, if I struggle with, with keeping money, I don't see why my job would then go and be to be keeping an accountant. Money. Like yeah. it, it just, yeah. it doesn't add up. It doesn't yeah. add up. Why, why am I testing? 
Why and am I testing what I have like seen, that? what I have seen over and over again, is people leaving certain walks of life and then going back there to help the people that are in there in the first place. So porn stars leaving the porn industry and then setting up ministries to help those who are there. I've like potentially pedophiles leaving that sexual orientation if if it can be classified as that and then helping. So like even um, Jackie Hill Perry. Mm. Yeah. After yeah, coming yeah. out of being yeah. a lesbian, she's now producing material and speaking in places that are speaking directly into those yeah. into yeah. those communities. Yeah. And so it's not necessarily saying like, well, this is my struggle. But it's almost reinvesting back into that community to then display God's redemptive nature there. Mm. And so I, I personally and wholeheartedly, I would struggle if a pedophile was to come to me and say, God said I should babysit your child. Get away from me, Satan. <laughs> like straight, <laughs> straight. I, I would struggle with that. Um, I even struggle with random people saying, oh, can I babysit? I'm like, no, I don't know you. Mm. So, like, yeah. You think you could be friends with, with a former pedophile? I could be friends, Why yeah. Why are you going down this path? Yeah, I could be friends I with know. them. I, I think it's interesting. I, I could be, be friends with them. Like, friends uh, friends to the level that you would invite them into your house? For yeah, I, would, I invite them into my house. You wouldn't give them a key? I wouldn't give them a key. <laughs> and I wouldn't leave them alone in my house. Not, not saying that they're a thief or anything, like, leave them alone with my children. I wouldn't do that. Mm. But I'll, I'll let them into my house. Okay. And my children, oh, can I go to Uncle? No, Auntie, no, no, stay in here. Yeah? If you go there, I'm going there with you. He's like, oh, can I use the toilet? Yeah, let me show you. No, tell me where the toilet is. <laughs> I'll take them to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so, um, jokes aside. Um, so you, the main question was about redemption. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, 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 mm. so, 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 going back to that. Um, how do you think as Christians we go about being in community with people who we know have had maybe whose paths are more checkered than the usual like the quote unquote normal person normal Christian so like so, 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 so like how do you navigate so like how do you be genuine in fellowshipping with them without Making them feel like they're part of something that they always they always have to carry along, carry with them. I think unless you, unless the that past in question is something that you need to necessarily be kept accountable of. And to be honest, most most things that we struggle with, we are supposed to be kept accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, I think outside of that accountability, there is there isn't really much that needs to be done other than you know genuinely genuinely loving your your brother, as, as as you do yourself, as the Bible teaches us too. So, I think outside of it's just keeping keeping one another accountable, mm. and that's something we have to do regardless. Yeah, just that some people might need yeah. a bit more or a more specific approach mm. towards that accountability. Um, but otherwise, it's it's just the, it's just the same thing. I think. Yeah, I think I'll add. Um, Peter usually says, um, "You like." echoes just the scripture that you you know them by their fruit mm. and so if someone is genuinely like has been impacted by jesus you will see by the way that they live you will see by the way that they go about life now that doesn't necessarily mean that they won't make mistakes and i think that's as people are saying that's what we need to try to keep each other accountable to whereas like we will make mistakes sometimes the mistakes will be really bad sometimes it will just be minor slip-ups but we will make mistakes 
it doesn't necessarily mean that we just relinquish ourselves to to the to the swaying of our desires or whatever. It's like no, we self discipline, self control is one of the fruits of the spirit. Where it's mm. like we try to to sub, like, bring our bodies under submission to the Holy Spirit, and we do need a, we do need to be held accountable to that to varying degrees. And the example that I would like I would use is Paul, because mm. he he killed. And he like he stood in agreement to the killing of a few Christians, and he, he held the jackets of those yeah. that were killing uh, Stephen. And it's like he went around with letters imprisoning people to the point where, after his conversion, the Christians were skeptical and they didn't want to include him in their fellowship. Yeah. But once they saw the fruits of his yeah. living, they were like, "Cool." To the point where even the disciples, the apostles themselves in Jerusalem, didn't want to associate with him. Mm until someone else vouched for him saying, nah, like, he's about this life now. And then they were like, cool, let's have a conversation. Let's see how things are going. And so even biblically, we see a sense of caution. Mm. And um, Paul also says that some people have come in to spy out our liberty, to try to remove it, try to sway us away from it. And so it's not necessarily everyone who claims I've been redeemed has actually been redeemed, but some of them are actually trying to come in to bring about disruption and bring about confusion mm. and so there needs to be a level of discernment there needs to be a level of actually observing people's fruit yes we extend the right hand of fellowship and stuff but we still need to examine people examine to see if the wolves wolves and sheep clothing and stuff to be able to then see all right how do how do we interact with this how do we respond to this um i heard someone say during a safeguarding training i heard um I heard that the church is one of the only places that you will see both perpetrators and victims in the same place. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's like both vulnerable and the people that prey on the vulnerable will walk through the church doors. And the church is still tasked to be welcoming to both. So the real challenge is how do we do that in a way that still safeguards all of them? Because the prey needs safeguarding as well. Mm. How do we do it in a way that safeguards both of them? And this is where like structures and, 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 and things come into place. Safeguarding or whatever comes into place to ensure that everyone is taken care of to some degree. Cool. Mm. That'll be a nice place to round up. Yeah. A relatively dark and disgusting topic. It wasn't that dark. It was. It's mad. We've got a couple of people outside. Just, I think they're praying on the road. Praying or praying? Praying. As in, as in like, praying. Uh, I hope they're praying to God. Well, praying to God? Hopefully. <laughs> the guy was just like, in a traditional Pentecostal Binding. mannerism. You know, like that. Right. Anyway, let's do some hookups. Hookups. Can I? Should I? Yep. Yeah, go first. So, my hookup. Can I give two? I'm going to give two. One no. Is, Excuse one, me? One is a... Um, a rehash of yes last week's cook up mm -hmm. because I gave it a week early because mm. I said it was out Friday but it was out yesterday mm. no two days ago what Jesus <laughs> <laughs> right so I really don't understand why he's getting um, he's getting any uh, oh fam as soon as you right now hot topic as soon as you mention race and anything nah. Christian related people are just going to be on so team. on point and I thought I thought he was much more conservative with mm. it than I th than he could have been mm. like yeah but no so white jesus by so check it out stream it on youtube spotify 
is there's a video. Have you seen the video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah video's quite dope as well. So you sent you sent us a video. I did. I, yeah. I did actually. Yeah, yeah. So I'm already doing my hookups and sending them out. <laughs> and the second one is so I don't know if this happens with you guys, but if I like you know when you're looking for motivation, mm. if I watch someone that does something that I do, I end up not motivating myself, but rather like, um, like I can never do that. No, it's the opposite. I'm like. Huh, why didn't I think of that? Or ah. why didn't I do that move or something? And it becomes more I end up more trying to trying to learn from it mm. more than being motivated by it. Mm. So I found recently that I'm more motivated by things that I could I don't have any interest in doing, but I just think are cool. And what I've been watching are drumline uh battles <laughs> <laughs> in like in America. <laughs> it's so much swag and it's so cool. So um I'll send one to I'll, I'll put a link in the description of one of them. Anti Nick Cannon. From yeah, that's 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 the that's the movie uh, I actually remember. But no, these are these are they're still mm. doing it in schools. So it's just like yeah, so much so it's much dope. swag and culture mm. and tradition. Um, and I I find it motivating because you see the work that they've put in, and it's like yeah, all right, mm. go and work at it. And I'm not having to compare myself because I would never do that. Yeah. So yeah, drumline battles. That's my hookup. Um, my hookup would be a song or will be a song or is a song not will be is um, <laughs> yeah this person's writing the song <laughs> Eshton Eshton Burgundy Eshon Eshon that's it why don't I say Eshton Eshon Burgundy um, track's called Never Fold I just yeah I stumbled across Infantry. it Infantry I um, had Daily Mix ah. up and it came on and I just found myself just just going back to the beginning on that yeah. banger. Yeah, so Ishan Burgundy, Never Fold. Cool. Uh, my hookup is a book. I feel like I gave it before. I'm going to give it again. Um, Redeeming Love by Francine Rivers. I think you have. I'll do it again because it was just yeah. too fire. The book was too fire. Fair enough. Um, so retelling Hosea's story. Yeah, retelling yeah. Hosea's stories. Um, story. Exactly. He talked about <laughs> <laughs> it's relevant to today's podcast. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. So, yeah, story follows this girl who gets renamed Angel. Um, she <laughs> becomes a prostitute at the age of eight. I don't know why I laughed. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, she's she's in it for like ten years, and then this guy called Michael Isaiah happens upon her one day, and then he feels like God tells her that that's that's your wife. Mad. So, it's a story of of their tumultuous relationship to marriage. How did he? How did he stumble across her? Um, she was just walking through the town one day. Oh, okay. She, she, she goes through okay. walks every, um, every day. I thought he stumbled across her. Oh no, <laughs> no. But it's 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 cool. So like so, 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 so like after God told him that that she was the one, hmm. um, he went to the brothel like every day that she worked at just to say, "Fam, that's faith, man. I want to make you my wife." That's faith. It, and it's, it's such a crazy story, but it's really good. Um, a really good representation of the story over there. Mm. Um, I highly recommend it. Um, yeah, cool. Um, Shout out to Root for the intro, outro music, Cavill Turner for the ordinary, amazing logo. You can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash Blacksmiths First No Apostrophe on all good podcasts and websites, apps, including iTunes, Spotify, um, anywhere else? Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts. Podcast. Inside. Look, look for the Blacksmiths First with an apostrophe, Twitter at the UK, email address tbsfriendshotmail.com. Thanks, everything. I believe it is. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what that reminded me of? Um, Channel 3 News. Oh, okay. When it starts. I thought you were going to say turkeys. Nah. When it starts, they do like a little... Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. 
Got any more shout outs? Check out go? the blog, mm. um, com. Yeah. Cool. 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 Great. Glad to be back. Thank Don't you for having know. me back. Thank you for coming back to my coronation to return. Of they the had no one. choice, really. We had no choice. They had no choice. They had you no just, choice. You just subjected them to, to your... Fam, just like Christmas come early. Every single day of the week. For a year. Okay, well, well, well. <laughs> Peter's hand was just hovering <laughs> over the end recording button. Oh, my days. This is the Blacksmith's Furnace signing out. Blau. Inside.